You are listening to the Remotepreneurs Podcast. Here, you'll learn how to adapt to a new future of doing business remotely by listening to interviews with the new breed of entrepreneurs called Remotepreneurs. Now, welcome your host, a remotepreneur that came from the factories to building multiple location independent incomes all remotely, Philip Bill Stankowski. Hello, Remotepreneurs. This is your host, Philip Vilstankovsky. Now, this is the first episode of season two. And what's the best way to start a new season in 2020? Obviously, is to talk how to crush 2020 and how to create, how to write your goals and how to achieve it. And in today's episode, I have probably one of the best guests that can talk, who is a location independent and discuss how to achieve your goals, how to prepare your goals, how to create a long-term vision so you don't stuck and don't know what you've done in, the, in December, what you've done in the entire year. So uh, today with us is Chris Reynolds. He's a high-performance coach. He also runs a podcast named The Business Method Podcast. He has over 300 episodes, is among 50th rank in Apple Podcasts in entrepreneurship, I believe. Uh, he also runs the Get Shit Done Life, and he will share a lot of valuable information how you can prepare 2020 and don't quit on your goals by January 20th, probably. Right, Chris? <laughs> exactly. Thanks for having me on the show, Philip. Let's make a good podcast. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Two podcasters. Let's see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how's it going, Chris? Great, man. Just... Uh... Just been getting ready for the new year, just wrapping up. At the end of the year, I always look back on everything I, I did in the previous year. So I just finished that up on, on the 31st, New Year's Eve. And uh, then I've got like my goals laid out for 2020 and ready to rock it and make it the best year ever. Perfect. Tell me, out of the start, why most people fail to achieve their resolution and their goals? couple reasons. So one reason is that most people don't have habits around goals. Most people don't make them a priority. So for example, like a new year's resolution for everybody is, is to lose weight or to get into shape. And then they sign up for the gym and by, by February, you know, they're not going anymore. And so they don't make these a priorities because we have our daily habits that we do, you know, maybe get up, go to work, come home, get up, go to work. If you're a remote entrepreneur like us, then, you know, travel here, travel there, work, travel here, travel there, see the sights, see the sounds, um, you know, go on a tours or whatever it may be. And so most people don't have habits set up around creating new goals and fulfilling those new resolutions. And most people just overwhelm themselves. And so it's so easy, especially if you're an entrepreneur, but not even if you're an entrepreneur, if you're, you know, a family man or a, a family mom or, or, you know, just whatever you've, you've got, um, we're busy people. We're all busy people. Most people I don't think are lazy. Most people are actually uh, pretty good at, at being hard workers, but because we're good at being hard workers at the same time, we take on too much. You know, maybe our parents ask us to do something or a friend asks us to do something or somebody that's in our community, or you want to read that next book, or you want to see that next Netflix documentary, or you know, whatever the next movie, or you want to buy this next thing, or you just want to work on another project. And so we just take on too much. And so when we set goals, the, the idea is, is to set 
uh, bigger goals but fewer goals and make those a priority and then start the process of making them a habit and if we can figure out how to make them a habit use a simple process to make them a habit then it can change everything okay can, can you share some some ways how it can be built a habit i definitely agree with you from my personal experience i take too many let's say obligations and i say that i'm going to achieve a lot of things i do achieve some of them but maybe some that that, that are more important like i I forget about them. Or yeah. I don't know what to say. So Yeah, it's so easy. Yeah. So so one of the things to one of the ways to do that is to make our goals social. Okay? So when our peers or the people we look up to or even the people just on the internet on Facebook know that our goal what our goals are suddenly suddenly something switches in our mind because we don't want to look like a failure uh we don't want to be wrong you know we want to prove that we can actually fulfill this goal to complete this goal so even just like the simple act of of putting the goal on facebook will change everything because you know now so many people saw it and somebody might ask you maybe it's a, a month down the road five months down the road a year down the road hey chris did you complete that goal i saw you put that up there and then and then the little the idea the, the little shame you know of of saying no i didn't complete that goal i got busy doing something else kicks in and it makes us more accountable um, so that's that's one way another way it, to make it social is to tell your friends or even better yet get accountability partners so if you have some goals Philip and you want to tell me what your goals are or a good friend or another entrepreneur or people you're working with or people on your team then it makes you more accountable uh, in a stronger way to do that and then another way of course is to like hire a, a coach or a mentor or somebody you look up to to help hold you accountable to those so any high performers out there they all have some form of coach or a mentor that's leading leading them on you know you think professional athletes olympic athletes any type of high achievers they have a coach right and so all of those ways uh can help it uh, you make it more accountable then the next thing is is like just do that do whatever your goal is for 21 days and what happens if we do it for 21 days is it reprograms our brain right so we're, we're creating new neural pathways in our brain and it makes it easier to go back to that habit so if you miss going to the gym for a week you can plug back into that habit because you already have a neural pathway that's created so you create that by repetition and it starts after 21 days so that's an important thing and the other way to to make make our goals is to and to create a new neural pathway is through emotion and so if we add some form of emotion like sense of fulfillment or even like regret of not completing that goal um, or something it can help us really achieve that goal easier so those are a few ways just to start off with okay nice so so basically you need to attach for emotions i like that part that's something that i use mm -hmm. i make it uh to hurt more that to not do it than to actually do it for example mm -hmm. if you're going to gym probably you need to create some bad picture with your health or like what you're physically looking to actually go to the gym and just you know you know that it's going to pain but that's better than to actually be sick or don't have energy or look like terrible so well that's why the social aspect plays such a good role because the shame of not you know fulfilling your goal to go to the gym or whatever your goal is in front of your peers is sometimes much stronger than getting off your butt and going to the gym and so that's what plays an important role in that yeah yeah definitely and also i agree there with you uh, regarding a coach 
it's definitely better when somebody is keeping you accountable and let's say guiding your your weights yeah. maybe it's an obvious thing but it's different when somebody is there yeah holding you accountable and and investing your money into something yes. so so if you're buying a personal trainer or paying for a personal trainer you're so much more likely to go because you you'll follow your money your money right and yeah, so yeah. If you paid for a, a course or if you paid for something like you and, and the more you pay, the more likely you're, you're going to turn up and the more likely you're going to put more effort into it because the more you know money, the more energy you put into it. And so, so, um, yeah, that's a really important rule too. Like there's so many, uh, there's so many like masterminds out there or groups or meetups that form that, that aren't paid and they often, they fizzle out. They do all the time because there's no sustainability if they're not paid. So once you add that, because you're, you know, your time and your, your energy and your effort is the money that you collect from your time and energy and effort. Right. And then you take that money and then you invest it in something else. The chances of you completing that are much, much higher. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, it's some kind of a hurt if you're losing yes. money, so it's better yeah. just to do it. <laughs> That's what I actually decided to do. I hired a, a gym coach so mm-hmm. in the morning so I can build a habit to, to exercise in the morning. So I have to wake up early, go to the gym. He trains me after that, go shower and then yeah, off to the races. Yeah, off to the races, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so curious. What's the best way to organize your goals? Like, do you need to write them? Do you have some kind of method methodology that works for you? Because yeah. there are many different ones. Yeah, there's many different ones. And I don't think one's better than the other. I think some are, some may work better for other people, right? Just like shoes. We all have a different type of shoe that we like. Um, but the, the important part is trying them out, trying them out and using different methodologies. I use like, I use all the time. I try new different methodologies when it comes to goal setting, uh, when it comes to working out, when it comes to eating, when it comes to everything, just because I want to optimize the best thing possible. And we have to try and fail and try and see what works and go and do this over and over. So I'll let you know what what works for me now and what I recommend for a lot of people. So especially when the new year comes, it's really important to take some time and observe what you did in the previous year and write down what, what was successful and what wasn't successful. Write down why it was successful and why it wasn't successful, what worked and what didn't work, whatever your goal may be. Write down how much money you made, what was your goal around money, write down you know the projects you wanted to create, what was your goal around those? And it helps too to do this with other people. So if you have some friends or some colleagues, you can do this with. The process uh, becomes even more fun because then again, it comes becomes social, um, and you you bond with those people and you learn about them at the same time. It's really healthy to do. And so, so at the end of the year, just go go up and observe what you achieved and what you didn't, what you thought you would and what you didn't over the previous year. And it will help you define what goals you're going to make for the next year. Um, so that your goals might be different if you don't do this, this process of observing what you did in the previous year. So after you do that, and I recommend, you know, take a few hours to do that and write it down, journal, record yourself, whatever, whatever it may be. And then um, when you're going through that process, goals for the next year will start to pop up and you can just write those down on a page and maybe one and maybe 10 and maybe 50 
Um, but just go ahead and write all those down. And then there will be a handful that are juicy, that are more more important to you mm-hmm. than the other goals. So like maybe it is losing weight or maybe it is, you know, increasing your income by, you know, 50,000 or maybe it is launching that new business or maybe it is traveling to that new country, whatever it may be, starting a new relationship, ending an old relationship. And so you circle the ones that have more more feeling more juice behind them you know and you you know what they are because you know for example like i had a goal this year to uh, do a handstand for for i think it was one minute minute and a half and the goal was cool i've been wanting to learn how to do a handstand for years i can do a 10 second handstand but i wanted to like master it the goal was cool but it wasn't juicy you know it wasn't enough to stick around and so it just fell off the 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 map and i didn't accomplish it and that's fine, but it just helped me realize, like, let's put my prior, like, put priorities onto the goals that are important and have a lot of emotion behind them, right? And so when it comes to business goals or, or financial goals, so for the remote entrepreneurs that are out there, I recommend um, um, minimizing it down to two or three main goals for the year, and that's it. And so, for example, like, if you had a punch card and you can only punch three holes in it what were the th- will be the three holes that you punch for 2020 and you that i need to get done this year that at the end of 2020 i look back and i th- I, th- I think i feel so damn good that i accomplished these three things the other things didn't matter as much and so when you think about that those goals will come up Okay, and you can see yourself at the end of the year. So, for example, for me, the whole thing I'm focusing on for 2020 when it comes to the business is growing the podcast and creating joint ventures with courses. And that's it. That's it because that's going to create more sustainability in the business. It's going to bring more people through our network, and that's all I need. And so at the end of 2020, it doesn't matter how much money I have in my bank account. As long as I've created those, those partnerships that I want to create, and as long as I've grown the podcast X amount, then I'm real. Then I'll be really happy. And so think about that too for your business. Now you can obviously have some goals in different areas of your life, two or three maybe for each area. So for your mental and your business area, you have two or three. And then uh, for physical, your physical body, two or three. So like exercise goals or uh, lose weight or you know biohacking or whatever it may be. And then for your, your internal, like your emotions, like two or three goals. Maybe it's to start dating somebody new, uh, getting over an old relationship, maybe just spending more time with yourself, you know, hanging out with your family more, hanging out with your friends more, something that's connected to that. And then if you want to, if you want to create some goals around spirituality, if you're into that, uh, meditating, you know, spending some time uh, just with yourself, you know, alone, going camping or something like that. And so you can create two or three there. And then you'll have a really good list of juicy goals, right? And you have a list of things that you need to do and you need to work on for the next year. And then you write down um, what you're going to achieve in the next three months that are in alignment with those those yearly goals. And so you have your mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual goals. I usually use those four categories. And I write what I'm going to do that's in alignment with those yearly goals in the next quarter. So we have January, February, and March. So by the end of March, what do I want to achieve? And then every Sunday night, what I do, Philippe, is I plan my week out. 
and I write down a handful of things that are in alignment with all the things that I, the, all the goals that I want to achieve in the next three months. And those are my weekly tasks that I need to do. And then every evening before I start my day, I write three most important things down to achieve that are in alignment with those goals. So those are my three most important tasks every day. So when I get up every mon morning, I know exactly what I need to do. I need to meditate. I need to get to work. I need to do at least three hours of deep focused work in the morning. I need to do a lot of miscellaneous tasks and check off all those most important tasks for the day. I need to exercise in the uh, afternoon and I need to enjoy my evenings and then I need to uh, write down three most important things to do the next day. And so that's how I structure my goals. It works really well for me. I've been doing you know, um, uh, productivity and goal goal setting for 12 years now and for me that works that's really really powerful exercise to do and what we teach our clients that we work with uh, we use that system as well okay so I, I definitely agree there with you how it works like I like it uh, how do you keep in track to, rem to remember exactly what was let's say six months in June what was most important when you said in December, it has to be in writing, right? Like a, some yes. kind of notebook. Do you, I, I follow Grant Cardone, for example. He says that you need to write the goals every morning and night. Probably that's probably effective if you're all, all, all the time thinking about it. So have you tried that? Yeah. I have not written the goals every morning and night, but I have writ written them every morning before, and mm -hmm. that was very effective. What I do now is I, when I meditate, I picture myself having those goals every morning. Oh, okay. And then I connect the emotional part to it as well. So we're creating new neural pathways in my brain. Like I already have this goal and I, I feel the feelings of what it's like when I've already achieved this goal and I just pretend I already have that goal. And so that's a, that's, that's a highly effective method that works as well. I like that. I started uh, meditating. My goal in 2020, to be honest, is every day. In 2019, it wasn't every day, I must admit. Probably the yeah. last four months, well, let's say three to four days a week, I, I made it, med good, meditate. Man. I paid a app, yeah. <laughs> Headspace, and I just plug it in and I listen to it. But I like it and I'll try it. Another thing that I heard from Austin Netsley to Xscale, he actually recorded himself what is his vision in five years from now. Mm -hmm. And yeah. he listened to it every day. It's like one minute or two minutes, something like that. It's edited with subliminal messages and stuff like that. So yeah, that's how he do it. Have you tried that? Yeah, I've I've done stuff like that also. Like I think it's really important. When I actually when I do my meditation, so I think of my my perfect life 3 years from now. So it's not oh. 5 years, it's 3 years. And then I think about like my yearly goals of having the year the yearly goals as well. So I go through that process. Um Vishen Lakiani has a really good meditation. It's only 15 20 minutes long mm -hmm. uh, called the 6 phase meditation. And it takes you through that whole process where it does uh first off you relax then you think of what you're grateful for. Then you uh, forgive anybody or anything that you need to forgive. And then you visualize your three-year goals. Then you visualize the, the yearly goals. And then you um, just uh, focus on being present and picture yourself with those goals. So that's a really good practice as well. Okay. I'll check that out definitely. Yeah. So when you put... I, I intended to do this year, honestly, five-year goal. Why did you say three years? 
Um, so actually I started using Vishen Lakiani's meditation and they, mm -hmm. he just mentioned three years in it. And so I just did three years, but I also like, this is worth mentioning. Um, when I do my weekly planning every Sunday night, I picture myself when I'm 95 years old and think about all the things I've done in my life. And I think about all the things I achieved and I accomplished and, and sometimes even have a conversation with that 95 year old self, like oh, what I should do with this or with this in my imagination. And so it's kind of a fun exercise because then it makes, it helps you, uh, helps me plan like exactly what, what I need to plan. And so then also like I, I've written down, I just did this a few weeks ago. I written down what I want to achieve in the next decade, in the next 10 years. And so I was thinking about it. Like I've been an entrepreneur over 10 years and 10 years ago I was selling on Amazon and I sold on Amazon for like six months and I was like, ah, oh, this stuff doesn't work. <laughs> and, and you think about that 2009 to 2019, if I would have stuck with it, I probably would be re retired by now, you know, because so many people have just crushed it on Amazon, especially in the past like five or six years, you know, and I was four years, four to five years before that. And, uh, I also was seriously considering doing a YouTube channel and YouTube over the past 10 years has absolutely exploded, but I just didn't. I was like, ah, I don't have that much time. So those are two things that I look back on. And I think to myself, like if I would have stuck with them, I would have been being a really, really good really different financial position right now. And so now I, I'm thinking like over the next 10 years, what are the one or two things that I'm going to stick with that 10 years from now, I'm going to, I'm going to know that I know that I know that was a really great decision that I did. And one of the things that I decided on, cause I already have some really good momentum with it is podcasting. Mm -hmm. Like podcasting is still very much in the wild, wild west days. You know, it's still very new. And I think especially over the next 10 years, we're going to see some massive growth in the podcast world. So I'm continuing to position myself there. Uh, and then also with online education, because people are looking to teach not only themselves learn other forms of education from, from people they trust because they don't trust the traditional school systems as much anymore. And also they're going to start their, the next generation, the younger generations. Um, they're going to want to learn stuff online because they don't have access to this and traditional education as well. So when you, that's, that's one thing. Like if you focus, like here's, here's a perfect time to do this. It's 2020. Like it's, it sounds like the future already. 20, <laughs> by 2030, which sounds like so far in the future, yeah, hopefully we have flying cars by then. But by 2030, you know what? What? How are you going to tackle this next decade? How's it going to look different from the previous decade? How are you going to make it the best decade of your life? I don't care if you're 50 years old, 70 years old, or 10 years old. Like, what are you going to do, no matter what's happened in your life, to make the next decade? the best decade ever. And you can do that no matter what you've done. Even Colonel Sanders from Kentucky Fried Chicken became a multimillionaire at the age of 67 when he, when he sold his chicken recipe. So anybody can, can make things happen no matter where they're at in life. Yeah, yeah, de definitely. If, but still, you need to remember what you said, what you, what's your vision, what mm -hmm. needs to be done, and then just break break it down as they say i think in usa you can you can eat an elephant eat the elephant yeah, yeah piece by piece you cannot eat it whole so right yeah it makes sense 
when it comes to goal setting, for example, as I mentioned, I'm following Grant Cardone and he says pretty much like 10x everything, put everything to your plate. And I don't know if that works. Maybe you can get a little bit overwhelmed. Or so. well, maybe that's my thought. I mean, or maybe if you put two, three things, as you mentioned, that definitely makes sense. And that's a mistake that I actually realize now. And yeah. you 10x that, then it can make, make definitely sense. Yeah, I think the the important thing is is like it's important to dream big, right? Shoot for yeah. the moon, or shoot for the stars and hit the moon, or something like that. And um, but it's important to know that you have to focus. And the more time and energy and effort you put into something, the more you're going to see, you know, the fruitful uh, results of that. So that's one reason why I. I, you know, dumb those goals down to two to three goals in a year mm -hmm. because every day, every quarter, every week, all I have to do is look at those goals and see, okay, am I on track for this? And what am I doing that's taking me off track? And how can I be back on track? And if you get those two or three things that really make a massive difference in your life, maybe it's 10x, maybe it's 5x, but you feel really good at the end of, end of the year that's all that really matters. And then you can, the more you practice this, the more you can 10 X things, the more you can 50 X things, the, the better you become at practicing uh, goal setting and going after those goals and putting your time and focus and energy into them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if I see myself like 10 years ago, I was working in a factory for 50 cents an hour. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, it's like five, six bucks a day. Yeah. And when I am here, I traveled probably 30 plus countries. I will be going three, four months outside Macedonia, outside my office, working from a laptop. I mean, it's ridiculous. Five years ago, I was bankrupt. And amazing. yeah, but that's a problem that I have. I think it's not amazing. It's like, I feel like I'm not achieving enough. What, what you do in that situation? When I think like 10 years and when I see myself, I, I was like, wow, that's a lot. But currently, I'm feeling like I'm underperforming. Yeah. So, so that, that comes from a couple of things. One, generally, uh, these are subconscious beliefs that hold us back based on mm -hmm. things we picked up as children, more or less. You know, maybe it was our family, maybe it was, you know, our, our social groups, um, the kids we ran around with. Maybe it's just things we made up in our head during the time, which generally goes around that I'm, what I'm doing isn't good enough. And then when you, if you have this subconscious belief, cause I have this too, uh, thinking, you know, thinking to yourself, well, this isn't good enough. This isn't good enough. Like, and that's one thing that's really important about reviewing your year and even reviewing your week. Because when you review your week, you really see how much stuff you do. Like at the end of the week, I, I, I'm telling myself that I'm just not feeling good about myself. And then I look on my podcast and I interviewed, you know, some of the, the most impressive high performers in the world. I'm like, duh, you know, I completely <laughs> forgot that I interviewed that person this week, you know? And so that also what's important, Philip is, is, uh, gratitude practices. And the more that we do like meditation is really going to help you with this. The more that you do these gratitude practices, the more you think about the things that you're really grateful for. And really is, it's just a few things in our life that we really need to survive.
and to feel good and to be happy. And so the more that, that we feel good, the more that creates those new neural pathways and subconscious beliefs in our minds and our bodies. And the more that we feel good about stuff, the more we create stuff that makes us feel good. And the more we fall into the cycle of feeling good and being content with what we're doing, as opposed to feeling bad and being uh, not feeling content about what we're achieving on a regular basis. There's a really great quote. It's like, like you have an awesome podcast and going from where you were 10 years ago or even five years ago to where you are now is incredibly impressive. There's a lot of people, I guarantee, in your country that have no idea how to do that, that wish they could do that. And I guarantee there's people in every country around the world even in in Hollywood, even in you know places around the world that are very wealthy, wish they could have a lifestyle like yours. And so I heard this quote recently, um, and it's really good. I hope I can get it right. But it says, it says, while you're sitting here doubting your potential, everybody else isn't. Uh, you know, while you're sitting here doubting your ability, everybody else is intimidated by your potential. And it's so true because anybody can pull up. Philippe and pull up his podcast and pull up his website and think, man, that guy's got it all. That guy's got it down. He's got it figured out anywhere around the world. Even people in the richest, you know, counties and uh, towns in the world, they can say that same thing. Um, but at the same time, when you're in it, when you're doing, when you're working on a daily basis, when you're thinking, ah, you know, maybe that podcast didn't get the downloads or I, I wanted, maybe that course didn't sell as much as I wanted. Maybe I didn't make this as much as I thought I would this quarter. You're reinforcing those negative subconscious beliefs. And so we've got to break those by these gratitude practices, by being grateful, by re, re, reviewing on a weekly basis, uh, the awesome things, even a daily basis, the awesome things that we did. And the more we'll fall into our own cycle of uh, feeling good and doing awesome, more epic things continually, and it'll just grow and grow and grow. Okay, I definitely will try that. To be honest, my uh, goal was in 2019 to do like a weekly review, but I'm not sticking to the plan all the time. I must admit. Yeah. <laughs> also with the planning as well. So definitely, well, I've got a, I've got a, um, I can send over the link to you, but I have a weekly planning review that I do. Okay. Uh, and it has step by step by step all the process uh, that you can do your weekly review and then also plan the next week out. Yeah, perfect, perfect. One of the things I want to mention, uh, as you know, last year you were with PATH yeah. uh, in Bansko in Bulgaria. So you kind of know the Eastern mentality from yeah. Eastern Europe. Yeah. Uh, everything is pretty much with drinking. Fun is connected with drinking, especially yeah. December, holidays, ongoing. Drinking drinking yeah so i'm one of the things that i'm proud actually that wasn't planning in 2019 on december 9th i decided not to drink on all holidays nice so kudos i haven't drinking until now and on, on november december 9th probably the all the holidays here in eastern europe ends like christmas new year's eve and rotary events i mean i probably skipped around 15 drinking social events. Yeah, I was nice. present, but I didn't drink and everywhere was alcohol <laughs> and everyone was forcing me. even my parents like, come on, it's new year. Come <laughs> on, it's this, come on, it's that. So I decided to do that as a reference point in, in the future that it's, I can decide what to do. Yeah. Alcohol or something like that. Yeah. Congratulations. Man. Con works. 
Yeah, because that's not easy to do. Like I drew, I grew up in the middle of America, and it's very much a drinking, drinking culture as well. And so I know how hard and difficult that can be sometimes. So, congratulations. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. Okay, let's uh, skip a little bit on location independence and how you can achieve your goals. I know that you've been traveling probably the last eight or ten years around yeah, eight the world. Eight and a half. Okay. Yeah. So how, how did it start? Mm. Why did you decide? Yeah, once upon a time, I came across this book <laughs> called The 4-Hour Workweek, just like many of us, and I read it, and then I read it again, and then I read it again, and then I got the audio, and I listened to it about 12 times, and I started applying everything I learned. I started building some websites online, uh, generating some, some traffic and some revenue through those websites, and I did that for a year and a half or so. Finally, I was like, I'm ready to go. I'm going to live this four-hour workweek location independent life. Booked a one-way ticket to Costa Rica. That was April 27th, 2011, and moved to Costa Rica. Never looked back. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. So yeah. is it possible to actually build a location independent business while traveling the world? Absolutely, 100%. And so many of us do it. Um, some people recommend, it depends like where you're at in life. Some people recommend building it at home before you become location independent. And that mm -hmm. works out for a lot of people. Um, some people need to actually burn the bridge to be location independent and it actually lights a fire under them, uh, and gives them more passion and urgency to build that business while they're traveling. And so I've, I've done it like, well, I've spent. So I spent a year and a half building something online before I became location independent. Mm -hmm. And then when I became location independent about, I don't know, actually it was a few months in to after I moved to Costa Rica, Google wrote a new algorithm that wiped out a lot of the income that was coming in on the business. Mm -hmm. So I went from like making some money online to almost nothing. And so I had to find new ways, new things to, to generate income while I was doing that. And so one of the things was I started to do contractual, contractual work online. And then I continued to blog, uh, blog and build a blog up. I eventually started the podcast. I eventually uh, started creating events for other location independent entrepreneurs. And then coming to the point where I started doing online courses and coaching and, and continuing to do live events as well. And, um, yeah, I have like, we did a, we did a series of 107 figure location independent interviews on our podcast. Wow. And we had guys like Nate Ginsburg who was backpacking in the North of Thailand, heard about this location independent digital nomad thing and started selling things on Amazon within five years. He got his business to the point where he sold it for uh, almost a million dollars, just shy of a million dollars. And so people are doing that all the time. Even if it's not that impressive or that big, people are just going out They're They're selling something online. They're doing it through Amazon, through e-com, through Shopify, through all these different platforms. They're, they're creating a product, they're creating a course. Maybe even they're making, you know, 2000, $3,000 a month, even a thousand bucks a month to get them to keep them traveling, to keep the expenses um, going so they can live and continue to build the business. And it's a very smart thing to do for a lot of entrepreneurs that do want to be remote is use the idea of geo arbitrage. So you can live in one country, you can make 
money that has a higher currency value and you can have your expenses that are very low and you can even pay your remote employees um, lower than you would in, in some of the more expensive countries. And so uh, absolutely like hundreds, I would say thousands of people are doing it uh, every year. More and more, there's thousands and thousands and thousands of people figuring out how to do it, and it's not going anywhere. It's changing. It will. It will change um, the way we work. It already has, and it will change the way we live and start to continue to do that more and more. Eventually, like the majority of society will figure out um, that how how we're doing this too and it will become as common as like taking a gap year or as common as um you know just backpacking like people are building sustainable businesses or creating sustainable jobs online so they can go to these places and live there for extended period of time yeah yeah definitely it's it's possible i mean most of my i mean all of my income is built online i actually didn't start the location independent lifestyle by design, like reading the four hour work week, usually everybody tells four hour work week. I was bankrupt and in Macedonia, there is nothing else to do. So you have to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I started with freelancing. I had a skills in sales and after that, I just developed it and nice. grew from there. Yeah. So I'm in the point of starting a new business venture. One of my vision and goals, to be honest, let me share it with the podcast. As you said, I need a social pressure. Mm-hmm. I need to eliminate myself from work, from the, all the fulfillment and deliverability because I reached the point where I don't have space anymore to grow because I have okay. to do a lot of stuff. I mean, I get paid obviously far more than 50 cents an hour now, mm-hmm. probably 100x that in these 10 years. But at some point, you only have 24 hours. I do have remote team that I outsource obviously for the podcast post-production but I need to figure out how it can work totally without me like everything to work without me that's my my vision in 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 five years that's cool I like it that's a good one yeah I I don't like to work all the time I like to build something but it works and runs without me yeah because if you don't have that in my opinion at least that's what I actually decided for myself it's better be employed somewhere else yeah yeah, good yeah. point. Yeah, the, the, at least that's my my uh, idea. Yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah. Okay, Chris. Uh, anything else you would like to mention on the the podcast? Uh, I think that's it, man. Anything else you'd like me to mention? Well, what, uh, besides the four hour work week, what else was most influential for you? Like from the books that mm. you read. So. Um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad was a very influential book. Uh, Tell me, how how do you actually run your podcast? Do you outsource or you do mainly all the stuff? How how does it work for you? Uh, Yeah, so all the back-end side of the stuff, like social media, the editing, uh, the newsletter, it's all taken care of by somebody else. Mm And then I, uh, I do the reach out. I actually used to have somebody do the reach out, but it didn't work that well. Um, they worked with me for a few months and I didn't like kind of what they were doing. And I'd get, I'd get better people on the podcast, get contacted with better people if I did it myself. So I do the actual reach out still. And then of course set up the interviews and then everything on the backside is taken care of 
uh, one of the people on our team. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, one of my actual ideas for the business, because podcast post-production, probably you, you know by now, it, it sucks if you do it by own. Like there are so, yeah. so many things that you need to do. I went crazy when I wanted to launch the podcast and all the stuff that I needed to do with 10 or 14 episodes, I believe the first one, first yeah. wave. So that's my idea to offer like post, post-production podcast, post-production that runs without me. So podcasters like yourself, they basically just pay per service and everything is taken care of. Yeah. I think that can work because it's growing. So definitely it's worth it. Yeah. There's a lot of people that are getting into that business because podcasting is getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. Well, I need to figure it out how to make it the most effective way without harassing people. It it can be simple, like buying on Amazon, like click and it's done. (laughs) Click and done. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, Chris, uh, thank you for being part of the podcast. I hope I will see you eventually live yes somewhere bali or thailand or maybe bansko i'm going there in few i hope so philip i hope so i hope so and definitely i think uh everybody should listen to your podcast especially if they're looking for location independent because definitely you have like amazing guests i don't know how you do it but it's crazy it's yeah. crazy thank you very much yeah. thanks for having me on the show it's been a uh, i've enjoyed it a lot yeah well likewise likewise hope one day i can be on on your podcast as well yeah yeah okay okay dude thanks bye everybody yeah bye-bye guys thanks for listening subscribe to the podcast to be the first to hear new episodes and if you feel that this episode provided you with value we invite you to share this podcast with a friend that is trying to escape the matrix and create his or her own remote economy Visit remotepreneurs.com and join the email list to receive this episode's show notes and a welcoming gift.